Welcome back, comic book fans around the world, to another exciting episode of Contest of Champions. Our Dirty Dan disclaimer, or Triple D, for tonight reads as follows. This episode of the COC contains no references to the Super Bowl, football, the 49ers, the Ravens, commercials, or Downton Abbey. So, 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 listener discretion is advised. Uh, let's get ready to rumble! This is going to hurt. Yeah, I know. I know. You can't talk about any of that stuff. It's crazy. All right. So this is uh, season three of our live version of the show and our 57th episode here on the COC. It is our goal to look at everything in comics uh, from superhero fights to our opinions on the best stories out there. So feel free to contact us and let us know what you think or even better. Tell us what you would like to hear us discuss. This week, we welcome... The man who inspired both Luke Cage and Iron Fist, Mr. Infinite Speech. Good evening, good people. Have I have I used that before? I feel like I've used that before. The Luke Cage Iron Fist. I don't Fist remember thing. it. You I don't, don't remember it, but, okay. but it is, but it is fitting. It, it is, is fitting. fitting. It is fitting. Yeah, definitely, definitely. So, uh, you doing okay? Pretty good so far. I missed you guys. I haven't been on the show in a while. I know. I know. Definitely. We we missed you too. So, um. So we also welcome the man who inspired both the superior Spider-Man and the entirety of Alpha Flight, the, <laughs> the Spider-Man geek, Dan Brand. How you doing, Dan? Guess what the original inspiration for... What? Never mind. You, you cut out a little bit there. Guess where I got my original inspiration? Yes. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, and of course, I'm your host, the clobbering clergyman Jeff Jackson. Uh, due to yet another tussle with a uh, with a Kodiak bear, uh, the Cape Killer is out of commission. Um, I think the bear stole his toboggan, which he pretty me. much needs to stop trying to go go around giving you know animal prostate exams. <laughs> That'll That'll stop all of that. Well, yeah. Well, the bear. I mean, if the bear stole his toboggan, it pissed Cape off. So. <laughs> You're cutting off there, buddy. I'm picturing a bear on the sled. Huh. I'm gonna hang up on you, and then add you back. Um. So anyway, it looks like. Uh, this this new injury of of capes is going to uh, is going to uh, take a little while to heal because uh, he he as much as he thinks he has a healing factor he really doesn't so uh, so it looks like it may it may be our last episode of the COC for the foreseeable future so uh, because they say it takes two to tango and it definitely takes two to pull off the COC each week so. Uh, so we apologize for the inconvenience, but we're going to probably, after this episode, go on hiatus for a little while again uh, and get our bearings, and, and hopefully Cape will be back pretty soon and we can get everything going. So uh, so for now, uh, we're just going to have fun tonight. Sound good? So we just get to run rampant? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can do anything tonight because, you know, 
it's it's uh, the last episode, you know, for a while. So no, I was I wouldn't say the last episode. It's like the pause. It's like I said the for a while finale. It's the mid season finale. Mid season finale. I like that. That's yes. good. Yeah. That's good. Very like good. the Walking. <laughs> like the Walking Dead. Exactly. So. Uh. All right. So to kick off our show, let's start with our highs and lows of the week. All of our guests uh, will select uh, two books from this week's releases, one that they were disappointed with and one that they really enjoyed. So let's start uh, Let's start with you, Gid. All right. Uh, let me see. Well, I have a tie for the books I enjoyed. Okay. And that would be Teen Titans 16 and Flash Gordon's at Geist number 9. Just two great books. Teen Titans was just fun. It's a another death in the family tie-in, and um, it's just got the two. It's it's got Red Hood and the Outlaws and the Titans and Joker doing this thing. It's just a great story. So, so this is I a would, this is a death in the family tie-in. Yeah, yeah, death a death of the family tie-in. And family. Teen Teen Titans has been just a really fun and good series since the beginning. I actually had a lot of doubt in the in this one in. After much prodding and forcefulness, I was forced to buy like the first three issues, and then I've been reading it ever since. So, snatch that up. Flash Gordon Zeitgeist is a fantastic twist and updated version of the uh, classic Flash Gordon mythos and series, and it's just real fun to see the twist here. Like they, there is so much of the original flavor kept, like from the 30s and the 40s, but it's it's just updated and fantastic. You're like the action, the drama. Things just seem a little bit more um, cheesy. Tense. No, no, no. <laughs> See, I knew you, I knew you would go there. Well, what we would call cheesy now, comp- you you know, if you compare like storylines and whatnot from like now, but you got to re- remember, like it was in a newspaper, so the storylines had to be pretty sim- simplified because what it was like three or four panels, right. maybe maybe five, and that that's how much time that he had to tell the story. But here, you know, you get a lot more depth. A lot more detail, and it's just a really fun series. So, Alex Raymond would be proud. And um, my disappointment what, would what, be what, what number oh, I'm sorry. was that? Um, Zeitgeist, yeah. it's uh, number nine. Wow, I didn't. That's an ongoing. I thought it was. Yes, I thought it was a mini. Yeah, yeah that was the Ming, the Merciless series. That was the oh, mini. okay. Okay. Um, my letdowns were uh, Avengers number four was probably my biggest letdown. I just it was all Hyperion issue. And it just—I don't—I'm—I'm eh, I'm not that big of a Hyperion fan anyway. And maybe this sets up for something more sinister in the end. But it was just—it was boring. Hmm. Like the entire issue was boring. I wasn't even held in suspense. I didn't care about the little funny creatures. It was cool to see the various—you know—which Avengers would show up in this issue. But other than that, I—I I yawned a lot while reading this. So if you're having trouble sleeping, pick up Avengers number four. You'll go straight to Betty Bye. Yeah, I dropped that book. I didn't read past number yeah. two. Oh my gosh! I at least give a title four to five issues. Well, I I usually do, um, but but, but number one just... <laughs> number one was so horrible, and number oh. two was was equally uh, was just equally. It just didn't just didn't. It's not for me. It's just not for me. Yeah. So. So those are mine. All right, Dan. How about you, man? Are you there? Are we having technical yeah, can, difficulty? Can you hear me? You're you're breaking up a little bit again. 
me uh, hang up on me. Just let me switch. Yeah, let me do that. Okay. All right. And while uh, while I do that and try to get him back, um, I'll go ahead and talk about mine. This was a this was a this was a rough week in comics. Um, I mean, first of all, it was a light week. There, there wasn't a lot of stuff. Uh, I only had about four books that 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 came out, and, uh, and you've um, cut your pull list down some lately, haven't you? I have, I have. Yeah. So you know, this uh, this just really was kind of a, a light week. So I have, I have, I have to say, I have no highs of the week. Oh, I, wow. I I did not read anything that I was like, oh boy, yes, this is fantastic, or or, or even something that was kind of like, eh, you know, this is. Not the best, but but I, I just I was really disappointed with the, with the four books that I read. Um, I was I was really disappointed. So, um, but the thing I think I was the most disappointed was with uh, Superior Spider-Man number two. Have you read that? Yes. Okay. I did read it. So um, I don't know what happened to Stegman, but it's like it's like he choked or something. I don't know. Um, it just it, it just was really. Uh, the, the art was just not well done, and uh, it just is not yeah, it usually. Didn't, it didn't seem up to his usual standards, did it? Right, right. I mean, it just it felt felt a lot sketchier. It felt like he was really in a rush. So maybe that's. I mean, maybe he was. I don't know. Uh, maybe he had a deadline and he was just trying to get it out. But um, but to me that was just really disappointing, especially on number two. Like they have a yeah. certain amount of lead time on the, on this, you know, and. You know the fact that he's kind of not, you know, that he's not pulling out his best. It really just kind of disappoints me. But um, um, but but the other thing about that issue is it's it's just creepy. The whole, <laughs> for, I mean, first of all, you've got you've got Doc Ock who is trying to score with Mary Jane, and is is trying everything under the sun to get into her pants. And um, so he's a regular high school college kid at that point. Oh, it's just it's creepy. <laughs> it's just creepy. So yeah, I mean yeah, but um, so 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 he's doing his thing, and then and then you've got Peter, who is like this ghost. Uh, he's like he's like a, a you know Obi Wan Kenobi standing around, and and like he's watching everything that's going on. I mean it's like. So it's like you got creeper Peter, and then you got you got creepy Otto trying to you know mac on MJ, and it, the, like the whole thing is just the premise is just like weird. Like I don't know. Like I'm kind of thinking that I I I kind of wish that they had held on to the Peter thing for a little while and didn't put him in this in this situation like this. I think I, I think I would have preferred it if they had just kept Otto as uh, Spider-Man for a little while without without the Peter thing kind of coming in. So, uh, so that so that issue was just extremely disappointing. Um, uh, I'm I'm not I'm not really I don't know I'm just not really into it. So, the other things I read were uh, Doctor Who Prisoners of Time, which number one, which was just I don't know, just I didn't get. Um, uh, Rachel Rising number fourteen was slow, um, uh, and there was something. Oh, uh, X Men Legacy, of course, which just uh, that one 
I'm, I am dropping that. that I was, was going to say, I, that was a title I thought I thought you did drop that one. You well, I did. I did. I actually, I accidentally, I accidentally ordered it. So number five is the last one that I ordered, and so I'm dropping it after that. Ah, so. uh, gotcha. So yeah, it's that one's not a very good one. So, so those are mine. Dan, are you there? You you good? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah, you sound uh, great. Ah, there you go. Sound great. There you go. Go All for right. it. All right. Uh, <laughs> my high was Superior Spider-Man number two. Yeah. <laughs> um, I know. I know what you mean about the art. It seems totally rushed. I don't know if it's because uh, Stegman uh, handled his own inks. Uh, I didn't check to see if he's done so before. Maybe I don't know if he's on a tighter timeline or deadline. I should say. Right. Uh, what's happening there? But you know, you're right. It seems it seems a bit more rushed. But if if you take a step back, I mean the. Uh, the art overall is still good. Uh, I didn't see much of a problem with it, except, you know, I think what's kind of weird is is the uh, the panel layout is very classic. You know, they're actual square and rectangular panels. I don't know if that's what affected the pace of it or the the, the tone of the book, but otherwise. Um, Otherwise, I'm finding it really interesting. Art, art aside, I mean, it's it's readable and and the art's still still good looking. Is better than some of the other stuff out there. But I find the story actually very um, very compelling. Uh, it's not it's it's weird to see how someone else handles Peter's life. Uh, yeah. You know, because throughout the years we've always seen Peter do you know go through reboots. Peter go through some sort of character change but he always kind of seems to migrate back to his same old routine in the sense that which is good i mean peter never stopped being peter right uh so as as a reader it's i find it interesting to see what somebody else is doing with peter's life uh i'll agree i'll agree that i think they're bringing in the whole you know ghost peter uh the whole somebody's bound to figure out that this is not Peter, that it's actually Doc Ock. I think it's happening a little too fast. Um, I would have loved to see that a little bit more drawn out. But uh, I'm still, right now, I just read, like, I read the issue number two, and I'm still very much looking forward to issue number three. Like, I'm still on board. So so that's kind of what made it my high this week, uh, is I'm, I'm, especially since I'm going through a bit of spidey withdrawal, I mean, ASM was out like uh, two to three times a month, and this seems like it's taking forever in between issues. Oh, that's true. I didn't even think about that. You're right. So, you know, I'm like, this is like the only Spidey book, and once in a while we get Avenging Spider-Man, and once in a while we get Superior Spider-Man, but that's, that's about it, you know. As far as his solo books, well, solo. Not that Avenging is solo, but still. Well, but um, also, but also, he's not being featured as much in Avengers, and no. So you're no, right. Like I mean, we are kind of in a drought of Spider-Man right now. So yeah, it's like yeah. we finally got our wish because we were just saturated with Spider-Man last year. Basically, it was just, he was everywhere in every title. But yeah. you know, they're also prepping for him to be fired from the Avengers. You know. Yeah. So that may be a good thing, less Spidey, and it's done in a natural way. They're not just yanking him out the book, right. but it's also one that kind of sets up a kind of a fun plot point. Yeah, I mean, how many guys you know have been fired from the team? They won't even fire Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> 
And uh, yeah, so as far as lows go, I, I had a hard time with with finding a low. I didn't really, I didn't really like Avengers number four. Again, like with speech, I'm not, I'm not a Hyperion fan. Uh, I'm not a fan of the Avengers, the new, well, the Avengers book right now. Um, I read through a couple of things. Let's see what did I find interesting and what the, I didn't like I Vampire. I would I would have to class that as a, one of my lows. Um, have you guys been reading? Uh, have you guys read the latest issue of I Vampire? I actually stopped reading around issue three. Okay. Was that issue fifteen or something like that? Sixteen. Sixteen. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not it's not it's not very good. And also, uh, that's I why did, it's getting the axe. I guess so. I guess so. Uh, I didn't. I didn't fully read uh, through it, but uh, Invincible One Hundred seemed a bit weird to me. So I'd have to put that in as my low. But that's because I don't read Invincible, so I was completely who, lost as to what's going on. Who who, uh, who died? Did anybody die? That, this not that I noticed. Well, I guess he did, sort of. I wasn't like I didn't read it fully so i wasn't quite sure what was going on but he got his head smushed by some sort of man t-rex i don't know what's going on but it was just weird it was just weird the art was kind of pretty i guess yeah Yeah, ryan otley is a great artist but yeah i've never gotten into invincible yeah Oh, and uh, also, I did read Rachel Rising, and I, I agree with you. I really loved it uh, when I read it a while back. Yeah. Uh, it seemed very interesting to me, but this latest issue was just kind of slow, and and nothing happened. And you know, sit around half the issue waiting for somebody's pulse to rise. I, I no. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, so those are our highs and lows of the week. Um, if you feel like you. Uh, want to talk to us about it feel free to contact us so um so this week in comic news um this is kind of loose loose comic news i guess first of all um cartoon network has decided to cancel young justice and green lantern so uh i guess it's kind of been apparent that that was going to happen because they kind of pulled them from uh from the air for about three months with really no reason uh, back in October and um, and so now uh, there the plan is to pull Young Justice and Green Lantern the animated series um, and replace it with uh, the the new uh, shows which are Beware the Batman which I don't know anything about and the return of Teen Titans Go um so don't know when they're necessarily going to end. Not sure when the the, the new shows are going to premiere, but um, but you know that's just how it, how it works. But uh, it seems to me that a lot of a lot of folks are uh, are pretty uh, upset, especially about Young Justice being canceled. Um, I haven't heard much about Green Lantern, but um, but I I have I I have watched. Uh, Pretty almost uh, with that, with the exception of the last couple episodes, I, ha- I haven't caught up yet. Um, but uh, and you guys know that I'm not a huge DC fan, but I freaking love, you Young, love Justice. Young Justice. <laughs> Young Justice is phenomenal. It's like it's so good. So, um, so I'm a little disappointed that they're canceling it. I mean, to me, the animation quality is phenomenal. Uh, the storyline is great. 
So to me it's just it's uh it's just it's kind of a shame that it's that they're pulling the plug on it. You guys watch hmm. those? I I do not. All right. <laughs> um, you, you you should check it out. I mean, they're, they're, uh, in fact, uh, Peter David has written a couple of episodes of Young Justice. So, yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, I've been meaning to check it out, but you know, it always seems like there's too much to watch and not enough time. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Speech, do you watch any of those? Uh oh, speech has disappeared. Okay, so um, so anyway, yeah, well, that's kind of a shame. About those mm. those two things, but uh, maybe the Batman, where the Batman and Teen Titans go, will be will be awesome. Who knows? Speech, do you watch any of those? Oh, uh, he's still not back. Okay, well we'll move <laughs> on. Uh, so DC has announced that its April books will be WTF certified. Hello. Hey there, you're back. What, hey, what do you think about Young Justice and Green Lantern? Okay. Um, <laughs> so, so, so the April books, the April solicitations for DC uh, has that all their books are going to be WTF certified. What the uh, fuck? Yeah. What, do Do I have to ask what 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 you know? What is that? What what you know? I thought they were already all. WTF certified. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I've read a couple, so I. I... <laughs> it seems to me that that uh, this is a little bit. This is just a strange kind of branding, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but um, but I guess what they've kind of said. There are a couple of things that have been teased. Um, Booster Gold reappears while an entire team disappears. One team is trapped in a bottle while another is changed completely. Some heroes change their colors and others change allegiances. Pandora battles to the death. A close encounter of the Dark Knight kind. There's an there's a new old creeper and some old new gods. One hero quits, another hero dies. So these are just some of the things that are mm. uh, that they're. Which to me, I, this just I have no interest in this. Like, uh, you know. The the fact and the fact that it's that it's WTF certified uh, just doesn't really do much for me. So uh, it's so. kind of weird. Why would they announce it? They're supposed. I guess they're supposed to be these sort of uh, big twists, right, in the DC universe, like some shocking events or something. Yeah, I, I don't understand why they would announce that. That that'd be like that'd be like going to see. You know, the sixth sense for the first time, and on the opening credits, they say, "Take a good look at Bruce Willis because something's going to happen to him." You know, or it's, why would you do that? Yeah, yeah, it's 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 just it's just weird. It's just a, it's just a weird branding, I think. Uh, you know, but you know, I guess they really kind of don't know. I don't know. I don't know what's going on over at DC. It's it's uh, it's a strange, strange thing. Well, it's not much better at Marvel, really. I Marvel's in a bit of a yellow lull themselves. Right, right. So, Gid, are you there? God, we hear him say hello, and then he's gone again. Um, he's pulling a Tom. He is exactly. <laughs> so, I think he did this on the water cooler one one time. 
It was kind mm. of hello, 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 <laughs> hello. So anyway, so uh, so that's kind of our comic news. There's really not a lot going on. Um, well, they cast they cast uh, Sharon Carter. Oh, did they? They did. Who is that? Uh, her name is Emily Van Camp of uh, ABC's Revenge. Emily I don't really watch Van that show. I was looking. Camp. I was looking through her, you know, her IMDb page, and there's not much I recognize there. TV series called Brothers and Sisters. Oh, right. Okay. She played Rebecca. She's playing Sharon Carter. She's playing Sharon Carter. Yeah. Really? Yep. It's funny. She looks like a. She looks like somebody I know. Okay. Um, and so I've seen her before, but only because she looks like somebody else. Um, mm-hmm. that, that I'm that I know. So, um, so anyway, but well, that's cool. I did. I had not heard that. That's yeah, exciting. Yeah. That's exciting. Yeah, Newsarama put it up on Friday. Okay. So. Well, and there's also. Um, Looks like uh, uh, they've released the first uh, little picture of Amy Adams as Lois Lane, mm-hmm. which I think that's a great casting choice. Yeah, um, I'm I'm excited about that. Um, so uh, so yeah, I mean I I'm thinking the next the next round of oh I guess uh, here's another piece of movie news um, that they they've announced officially that Doctor Strange is going to be yes. Uh, Part of Phase Three, right? Phase Three of the Marvel movies, which that's exciting. I have wanted to see a Doctor Strange movie for a long time. <sighs> Somebody say Doctor Strange. Good morning. Strange movie. Somebody <laughs> say Doctor Strange movie. I'm just. Uh, you don't. You don't. You're not interested. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a big Strange fan. I mean, out of all the characters they pick, like, Ooh, let's let's do Doctor Strange. I'm like, uh I mean, that ranks right up there with Ant-Man for me. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Ant-Man I'm not too worried. I mean, I'm not too excited about. But I have a feeling, like, if done well... What's going to make that movie is the supporting cast. Well, I think that if they... I think if they find the right actor, I think it could be a breakout. Uh, I think it could be, like, the next Iron Man, personally. Doctor Strange? Yeah. If they find the right person to play him and play him well and make him a, a likable character and... Uh, and, and uh, yeah, I just think that's that's a great untapped. I mean, I, I'd be the first in line to see Wong featuring Doctor Strange. Yeah, <laughs> that would be that would be my mo- movie right there. But you, you love your Wong, don't you? Day. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not saying it's going to suck because, you know, I don't know, but, you know, it's just, eh, I'm not a big fan of the character. So I'll wait till I see, like, some trailers and the yeah. previews before I just say I'm just going to count it all out. But it's not a movie I'm excited for. I'll say that. Are you excited about uh, the DC April books being WTF certified? I could care less. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, could, I, I could care less. Just. Just give me good stories. Leave all the hype and all and all that. Just give me good stories and good art, and I'll be happy. Yeah, that's a good that's a good good line there. I think. And 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 make the Justice League book a little bit more fun, to where I'm not just only enjoying the Shazam story in the back, which is like eight pages long. Right. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe they could uh, make the Shazam an actual book and that would make us all say WTF so <laughs> well I know they're going to throw him in the um, new Justice League of America book so I'm kind of a- a- excited to see him there because now he's just met up with Black Adam so it kind of got fun 
Cool. All right. Oh, and and also this one little bit of news is yeah. the uh, uh, Marvel announced the uh, Wolverine Adamantium Collection. Did you hear about this? No, I did not. No, it's it's a it's a giant collected book. So it's over a foot tall, and it weighs oh sixteen God. pounds. What is it? What what's what's <laughs> what's in the book? Uh, the Wolverine Adamantium, Adamantium. Collection <laughs> in, uh, hardcover includes Wolverine Origin by Paul Jenkins and Adam Kubert. Okay. Wolverine Weapon X by Barry Windsor Smith. Okay. Mm. Wolverine by Chris Claremont and Frank Miller. Wow. Wolverine Not Dead Yet by Warren Ellis and Lionel Yu. You know and, what? I just read that this week for the first yeah. time. And yeah. that's interest that's an interesting pick because that is that is not a that, that that's it's a weird little interlude story in the middle of Wolverine came out in the nineties, but anyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, you'll find it really weird. The last, the last bit they got in there is Wolverine and the X Men by Jason Aaron and Chris Bockel. I well, I can understand that one a little bit better. Well, I find I don't know. You got all these these you know I wouldn't say historical classics. but these classics, yeah. Yeah. and then you shove in the newest Wolverine series in there. That's yeah. that's kind of weird. See, I, I would I would prefer them to put like some of those uh, like the um, the arc by uh, Chris Claremont and Paul Smith of Uncanny X Men where he. Uh, Goes to marry uh, Mariko and it doesn't work out, and mm. that, that's a great little arc, a Wolverine arc. I think that's a good story. Yeah. And they said they also say that there's an un- unforgettable single issue. Oh, sorry, there's unforgettable single issue stories by Larry Hama, Mark Miller, Dave Cockrum, Jim Lee, and Kara Andrews. Oh, okay. So uh, sixteen pounds. I mean, you don't really unless you get free shipping. You don't really want to order that off Amazon. How much does it cost? Uh, uh, I don't know if they have the set price on here. Does it say? It doesn't say. doesn't say yet. It's on it's... sale February. Sorry. It's on sale June. June 5th. So it's a big metal book. Uh, I don't even think it's metal. It just, oh. <laughs> it's it's made of actual. <laughs> yeah, it's made of actual adamantium. The ink, the ink is, is also adamantium ink. <laughs> But you did say like it's a foot tall. Yeah, it's over a foot tall. Okay, so where do you put this in your house once you get? It's gonna have to stand upright on the bookshelf. You have to reinforce yeah. your bookshelf. Actually, you just put legs on it. You know, <laughs> like, like, like idea? <laughs> yeah, the coffee table, uh, the coffee book. table book. Yeah, <laughs> God, that's great. I'm gonna have to look this thing up. That's great. All right. Well, uh, moving on to uh, our Fight Club this week. Each week we create a scenario or use something that has happened in comics to create a COC Fight Club. This week, our battle features a battle royal between the members of the original Sinister Six, Dr. Octopus, Electro, Sandman, Vulture, Craven, and Mysterio. Who do you think wins the matchup? What do you I'm think? gonna go ahead and say Craven. Craven, really? Yes, and this okay. is and this is why. Okay. Because the guy is he's that tactical type guy, and he keeps he doesn't trust any of those guys. 
So um, he keeps like stuff in his pouches, you know, and stuff on him. He knows how to take down every single member of of the team. And I don't Mysterio's not that big of a of, uh, problem. He's not a fighter type. So, you know, if you have all these guys ready to throw down, Mysterio is the last guy to worry about. So that kind of like cuts it down to who, you know, he hits him with one quick gut punch and he knows all those nerve and fighting like techniques. He takes out Mysterio, has him throwing up in his bowl. He, you know, he just wipes out Doc Ock, and he'll take out Electro as well. How's he going to take out Sandman? Huh? How's he going to take out Sandman? Just like Spider-Man did with a shop vac. (laughs) 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 He'll turn him into glass or he'll freeze him. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's that guy. He's the hunter. I mean, there's pretty much he. This is the guy that tests himself by going after guys that people would think that would like take him down in an instant, and he's beaten them. Mm-hmm. So I'm just in. You know, even though these guys were a team, you know, it's it's widely known that they didn't trust each other. So it would seem like Craven would be steps ahead, thinking that one of them may turn on him at any time, and he's got a concoction for whichever whichever one does it or a scenario take him out so i would say craven also i like going for the underdog yeah so i I think it comes down to craven and doc ock uh i'd be tempted to say doc ock would win because as much as craven doesn't trust and would have you know contingencies or uh basically expect uh that he'd have to fight all these guys which means that he you know he'd already semi-planned a way to take all these guys down uh, Dr. Octopus really doesn't trust anybody and really plans <laughs> for every contingency, right? So I think I think Dr. Octopus has already beaten him without them even knowing it. Um, he's got a plan for each of these guys. So if they had to turn on each other, I think uh, I think Doc Ock's got you know the, the the metal to do it. Well, I think we can agree on this: that the first person going down is the Vulture. <laughs> really? Because um, I would say it'd be Mysterio. No way. No, because Mysterio, his illusions are so realistic. Um, I would put I would put Vulture definitely on the bottom of of the of the stack there. I mean, I think I think Craven would would jump him quickly and yeah, take him out definitely. in a, in a flash. Um, and then uh, Sandman. Uh, no. See, I mean. No? I, I think y'all are giving Craven way too much credit. I mean, yeah, I, th- I think the guy's got some great, uh, you know, hand-to-hand fighting chops. But um, and yeah, I, I would agree. Like, if he can, if he can get through Mysterio's um, illusions, I mean, there's nothing that Mysterio can really do to take out Craven because, I mean, yeah, he can confuse him, he can do all that kind of stuff. Um, so, so you know, I could maybe see that Craven would take out Mysterio next. But if Craven is then going up against Electro, Sandman, and Doctor Octopus. Um, the, the the guy's going down with with a quickness uh, with those. Other Hold on now, now are you saying like they're all teaming up against him, or no. they're just it's a free for all? Everybody's going at everybody. Yeah, so so here's I would I would actually say Electro would probably go after Doc Ock because because he's got metal arms. He he would be he would be a little bit more vulnerable. But but of course, like like Dan said, Doctor Octopus would completely have a contingency plan in place for Electro and would end up taking him out. Um, but but if, when you stack Craven up against Sandman, uh, there's, I mean, there, there's no, there's no debate. Sandman will, will, will destroy this guy. He will flay the, the skin off of Craven's flesh in a heartbeat. 
and 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 he has no way of he has no way of subduing him. I mean, you know, I mean, Sandman is is really one of the is one of the toughest uh, guys to to really subdue, I think. And uh, so so then you're really coming down to Doc Ock and Sandman, and 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 again, like like Dan said, I think uh, uh, Doc Ock has a has a contingency plan for. I mean, I mean, he, uh, Sandman is powerful, but he's not brilliant, and so I think he would. I think he would. I mean, maybe if if you, if you could argue that Craven could somehow trick Sandman into subduing himself or something like that. But I think he can. If Spider Man can, Craven definitely can. You think so? <laughs> yeah. But you think Craven could take out Doc Ock, Gid? Yes, I do. Really? Yeah, I really do think Craven can take him. Hmm. Interesting. Sorry. Okay. I would put my money on Raven because okay. Doc Ock isn't a fighter. He's not, and if you put these guys up, I mean, like you know, say like we do here, like in the COC, if somebody picks Doc Ock and somebody picks Craven, I mean, he was one of my favorite villains. So, like, I I followed him and you know watched how writers wrote the um this guy and what he's capable of. And once he's got you in his sights, I mean, he you're pre- you're pretty much screwed. You know, I'm not saying like Doc Ock is like an idiot, but I don't think he can contend with Craven with the forearms, especially if Craven just gets in there. I mean, the guy is a fantastic fighter, mm-hmm. just hand to hand. You give him, you give him weapons, and he's got all these like wh- herbs and like weapons from around the um, herbs. Globes. Herbs, yes, like herbs. Boys, this guy, herbs. This he's gonna, he's gonna fight him with herbs. <laughs> like I remember, I remember one. He was fighting Hawkeye and. He was pretty much each punch. And he threw some oregano on him. No, he was co- <laughs> like his hands were like coated with like something, and it was yeah. it was slowly poisoning Hawkeye during the fight. You know, he slapped um, Wolverine in the face with this bag, which killed all of his um, senses. He couldn't track Craven at, at all, and Craven literally beat the hell out of Logan. <laughs> I mean, the and, and the guy is he's he's a thinking man fighter. You know, I would actually try to, you know, see like, hey, Batman or Craven. Do not come well, near me, Dr. Octopus. I have <laughs> I have a bag of sage with your name on but it. He doesn't, but see, he doesn't he doesn't tell you, you know, because he travels yeah. the world, man. This guy can find like yak piss and, and cobra <laughs> <man>. <laughs> and come up with like the most lethal thing ever. And that's it. You know, he spits it in your face and you're blind for a month. <laughs> See, I'll, I'll get. I'll give Craven this though, because the the advantage Craven might have is Doc Ock is a bit of a, a you know a pompous ass. He's a bit arrogant, right? He's he's relies on his superior intellect. When you look at a guy like Craven, Craven is always out hunting. He's always wanting to find someone better than him, right? So yeah. he's always he's always giving a hundred and twenty percent because he's looking for someone to take him down. So he has. You know, he has more of that drive, I think, to uh, to take Doc Ock down. Even though I think Doc Ock still would plan for everything, I don't think he could. Craven could easily subdue Doc Ock. Um, I think Craven probably has a bit more of you know the will to uh, to win than Doc Ock does. Mm-hmm. That, that, to Doc Ock, Craven might be a bit beneath him, right? Doc Ock's onto world domination. He's not worried about about Craven, right. so there's there's that struggle there. Right. Well, and and to be quite honest, um, 
whereas you followed Craven, I, I, I may... I may have read maybe one issue of something that Craven was in because when I started reading Spider-Man, he was dead, you know, and uh, so okay. so uh, so he and he didn't really make his comeback until when the '90s? Did he come back in the '90s? I don't know, but um, but yeah, I kind of just uh, I've never really been a big Craven fan. Well, up to his comeback because like when he when he died in that um in that whole storyline that was like the best and then when they decided to bring him back that actually pissed me me off because I'm like that's the way you write a char- a, um, a character death especially someone as you know relevant as Craven was to like Spider-Man's rogues gallery right you know I was like oh they brought him back that's kind of like the phoenix it sucks <laughs> right my fr- my first exposure to to Craven wasn't actually to Craven himself, but it was during the uh, Spider-Man number one, the Torment issue. There, doom, the doom, Torment doom, part. Doom, doom, yeah, oh, doom, doom, <laughs> the worst doom, writing Calypso, ever. Like, right? I thought I thought it was the best at the time. Oh, I, I did I, too. Yeah. You you reread that and it's like, oh my god, I can't believe they let McFarlane write something. But uh, it, that was my first. But not that he was actually in issue. Wasn't wasn't the woman some kind of relative or something of his? It was like his girlfriend or something. She was, or some, uh, yeah, I think Calypso, yeah, like Craven's, yeah. Weird. Anyway, so but it, Craven was still dead at that point, wasn't he? He, he didn't was. come back till till much later. Although, although she made Spider-Man believe that Craven came back, because remember, there's that great, there's that great shot of of Craven standing there with the with half of his head blown off. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it looks so good. But yeah, that that story is so. I I mean, I don't even know what it's about. It, I, you know, he, he I, basically it's about Spider-Man just getting poisoned, and yeah, like there's and there's hallucinating. There's like and, five issues of him just being hallucin of of him hallucinating and fighting. You got the lizards in it. <laughs> yeah, the lizard that's true. was there. Yeah, but to but, kind but of why? Spice things up. But well, yeah, she no... was using um the lizard. Was she? Yeah. Yeah, she was using the lizard as, as well. I'll have to go yeah, back that, and read it. Yeah, McFarlane's writing has gotten so much better since then, though. I did like the second arc of that series, which was the uh, was it the second Wolverine. one with uh, with the Wolverine and the the, the, Wendigo. Chi- the, the oh the Wendigo, Wendigo yeah. and the chi- that was a great. I loved that. That was fantastic. Oh, me too. It was like that's when Marvel <laughs> had the balls to write stories about cannibalism. Yeah, <laughs> I mean that was a that was an it, effed it was, up story. I mean the it the, was the 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 guy who was killing the kids and doing all that kind of stuff and blaming them on Wendigo. That was great. I love that. And you get you get Peter Parker in Canada. I mean, yeah, exactly. That's why I was like when I was, when I read it, I'm like, yes, Peter Parker's in Canada. <laughs> well, and not only that, but not only that, that but, was way that was way before I knew that uh, Todd McFarlane was Canadian. So. <laughs> Well, like, and, oh, that makes sense. And take well, and taking him out of New York was a, was a smart move too, because, uh, you know, Spider Man's always swinging from buildings. But like, mm-hmm. uh, there, I remember there was one little panel or something where he like he's frustrated because there's nowhere. to I mean, I guess there's trees to swing from or something like that. But <laughs> there, there wasn't anything really. It wasn't the same. So, yeah. That was a they were great, pretty big though. If I remember correctly, this story took place out west in the like Vancouver area. That's right. If I, if I remember correctly, yeah, yeah. So big trees you there. You probably remember more correctly than I do. I just remember the doom, doom, doom stuff and yeah, That was and, a, and that I was remember a when I read screen. that. I was when did that come out? In nineteen ninety what two? 
one or two or something like that. One yeah. or two. I was like eleven or twelve when I read this. Uh huh. So do you too. think I actually understood any of it? All and I know then, is that all I know is that Calypso looked looked damn fine. Yes. Wearing the little skimpy yes. Craven outfit. <laughs> yeah, I revisited those issues a few years later. Uh, you had some alone time, huh? <laughs> Dude, I I have some of uh, Todd McFarlane's run on Amazing Spider-Man, and his Mary, Mary Jane. Jane. His Mary Jane is just <laughs> phenomenal. God, yeah, that was I was like, wow, that's the best one. Oh, and her geez. hair took like half the page. Oh man, yeah, yeah. And then and then Eric Larson kind of took, took over, and I mean, he just went crazy with the boobs. Like he just <laughs> pumped air into those puppies. Yeah. <laughs> He just, Black I'm Cat like, was wow. even worse. Yeah, yeah. It's like, when did Mary Jane go from a double D to a triple F? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. And oh, the skirts, boy. the mini skirts, and the yeah, exactly. Big hair, exactly. It's funny stuff. Uh memory and lane. And the stupid, the stupid part where uh, we're getting totally off track here, That's but okay. when when uh, Mary Jane had a smoking addiction, rereading some of those oh issues gosh, just makes I forgot me about that. Well, yeah, oh she was like gosh. sneaking the cigarettes, yeah, because her, but because she as was if it was crack, you know, they're they're writing it as if she was on crack, <laughs> <laughs> and it was it's because like... it was because there was that guy who was like stalking her, yeah, I forgot that guy's name, but like she oh, was she was oh. on the she was on the soap opera, and he, uh, he was he was, yeah, oh my gosh, I completely so she decided about to start that. smoking, yeah. Yeah, and then they ended up writing Karen Page so they could really do a horror on crack. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like, we can't make Mary Jane the crack whore here. Let's do Karen, Just stick it yeah. with a cigarette. Yeah. <laughs> Karen Page. Let's <laughs> continue to screw up Dee Dee's life. Right, right. All right. Well, uh, so so, uh, so so I guess we're all, we're all uh, convinced that Dr. Octopus wins there. Yes, all of us. Okay. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, in the next segment... Um, this is our fight of the week, and a category of fighter is chosen in advance. And, um, you know, for example, we pick a flyer or a matter manipulator or something along those lines. Um, and uh, each week, uh, everybody is asked to secretly pick one fighter who fits that category to defend against the other managers. If multiple guests pick the same fighter, then they can gang up on the other hosts uh, or guests, and if the majority of the guests vote in that particular that a particular fighter violates the week's cap, the fighter will be disallowed and the manager publicly shamed as a dirty, rotten cheater. So, um, so tonight, oh, well, actually, oh, before we get to tonight's, uh, last week's guests were asked to draft one character who currently has a physical handicap. They might be deaf or blind or missing a leg or whatever. The handicap has to have happened through accident or birth, and so nobody, uh, no characters uh, who, uh, who characters who have caused the handicap themselves by making modifications Hello. to their own body, oh, there you are, uh, need not apply. So the fight took place in the creepy tunnels of the abandoned Cincinnati subway, the longest abandoned subway in the United States. So Tom picked the one-armed Belasco. Dan picked... Hello. Are you there? Hello. Hey. Hi. Can you hear us now? Yes. Were y'all both out there? No, no. I'm just okay. Checking with Gid. Okay. I don't know. He might, he's still having trouble. So, um, let's see. Uh, Dan picked the handless Hellion, 
And I picked the paralyzed but ass-kicking silhouette from the New Warriors. So, um, so looking at the forum on ComicAttack.com, or, or I'm sorry, former.comicattack.former.com, uh, com, uh, it looks like it is a three-way tie between Belasco, Hellion, and Silhouette. Each... Look again. Uh oh. Oh no. I didn't refresh. <laughs> I'm refreshing now. Oh, Hellion pulls out the win there in the last few moments. So, uh, so there you go. Guess, guess who's a new X-Men fan? <laughs> I'd like to thank my wife for her vote. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you go. A little, a little block voting there never hurt anybody, I guess. That uh, was her honest opinion. Was it? Yeah, yeah. She's a Hellion fan. Well, there you go. Well, there you go. Well, and and Belasco did, you know, and Hellion have gone toe to toe before, so um, they have. Yes, they have. Yeah, I don't know who won, but I'm I'm thinking. I well, it was a it was a team effort. That's true. That's true. So, uh, so anyway, so uh, so congratulations, Dan, on your on your win there for, uh, for uh, for for Hellion. So, um. So for this week, uh, our, the get, all of us were asked to draft one character from the Marvel Golden Age. And so this, we are talking the 30s, the 40s, and the 50s. Um, we're talking, uh, you know, um, uh, the, the levels, uh, I guess the levels at which they were in the, in the Golden Age. So, you know, if they're, if they're old and they have Alzheimer's now, then you know that doesn't make any sense to do. So, um, uh, so so we're we're talking the, we're talking the golden age uh, there. So, so the fight is going to take place in the underground city in Montreal, which is a huge, big, uh, you know, complex underground public place. There are people all around. Um, there's there's shops there. Train stations. There's all kinds of great things in the in the underground there. Mm-hmm. So, uh, uh, so that's where this this fight is going to take place. So, um, hopefully, Gid will will, will make it back here uh, in order to to pick somebody. So, but in the meantime, Dan, why don't you tell us who you chose? Uh, this was a toughie. This was a toughie. A lot of uh, lame characters. <laughs> a lot of. Uh... You know, it, 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 back in the golden age, they never really made, you know, aside from Superman and a couple of those guys, you, you didn't get too many powerful characters, right? Right. It was very, uh, it was very Minutemen. Yeah, <laughs> like think the, about it, right? Like, uh, like, like they were, you know, cops who, who, you know, wore a mask and things like yeah. that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, it's you know, athletes or expert marksmen. Like it's it's nothing nothing to. Uh, so there's not there's a rich pool of characters, but none of them, none of them really uh, hopped out at me as to being a good pick. Uh, there was well, there was I had a a few depending on your answer to uh, the question I asked earlier, which was, <laughs> are we are we counting their current par- uh, power set if they're still alive today? Um, so, uh, since you said no, uh, it counts for what their former yeah. power sets were back in the golden age. Right. So that changed, that, that changed my, my, uh, my pick there. So I ended up picking the blazing skull. 
The Blazing Skull. Tell us a little bit about the Blazing Skull. The Blazing Skull, whose real name is Mark Anthony Todd, um, was created by Timely Comics at the time. First appearance was Mystic Comics number five, which was in 1941. Um, I know a little bit of about Blazing Skull from uh, he was in a couple of issues of Marvel Zombies and he appeared in what was it not the 12 but in one of those invader storylines yeah, that the, happened the, the new invaders i think the new invaders back in what 2004 or 5 somewhere around there yeah um so his uh he was a foreign correspondent to a newspaper uh he's forced to take refuge and he got his powers from a special uniform, right? And begins his training, which grants him... The informant has been chosen by the forces <laughs> of destiny. I'm just reading it as I go along. I don't know all that much about the character. Uh, champion of freedom, the beginning of his training, which grants him the ability such... Like, this is such horseshit. Like, as if this... No explanation, right? They just start training him, and that grants him his abilities. Right. Anyways, his abilities do include uh, he has an immunity to flame and fire. Uh, he has superhuman strength, uh, ability to make his flesh invisible, but his his bones do that, not become that, invisible. That's a helpful – that's a really helpful – Extremely power. in a fight. Like, yeah, I can totally turn invisible except for my bones. Like, <laughs> you want to freak people out even more if your flaming head wasn't enough. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And he has an accelerated healing factor, and he can create and project fire. Uh, although those only came later, I just don't know how later. So I don't know if they came after the Golden Age or not. But the rest of what I said, uh, he has all of that. So as far as power sets go, uh, I was looking. I mean, we had some flyers and stuff in the Golden Age. I'm like, in the underground city, a flyer, meh, not, not, really, not really good. Um, so to me, the the... The Blazing Skull seems to have what it takes uh, in the underground city to be able to take whoever you throw at me. Okay. All right. Well, um, while well, we're still getting uh, trying to get Gid on the on the call here, um, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and go ahead and pick pick my character who is the Golden Age Black Widow, whose name, whose real name, get this. <laughs> Clairvoyant. Clairvoyant is her name. Is her name. I love so, that. I isn't, love that it. isn't that great? Isn't that great? So, um, so let's see. So here's the deal with 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 uh, with Black Widow. She was um, created in the in in 1940. Um, first appeared in Mystic Comics number four. Uh, which is a ti- well, you know timely comics kind of kind of deal. So uh, um, created by George Capitan and Harry Sale, and um, Harry Sale. Um, the name Harry is just a funny name, isn't it? Um, but here's here her story is is that basically she was um, she was possessed by uh, by a demon called Satan. So I don't know if that means she was possessed by Satan himself or but anyway she um uh so she was possessed by him and given a number of 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 you know she could she could also she was a medium she could connect she could can uh communicate with spirits and things one and, would even say that she was a 
clairvoyant. That's true. That's true. Yes. Yes, you could say that. You could say that. I mean, with a name like that, you really only have one career path, you know? So, um, so that's really a shame for, for, for poor Claire. So, um, so let's see. Anyway, she, let me see. What else happened to her? She, she went to hell. Uh, and so, uh, uh, and she got all these, these kind of crazy powers. So her powers are, um, let's see, um, she has undefined psychic powers, so she can commune with the spirits of the dead. Um, she has been granted supernatural powers, allowing her to harvest the souls of evildoers for her master. She's able to teleport between hell and the mortal world, so she can teleport. That's a good thing. Um, she's immune to any other further attempts to kill her. So she, uh, in one appearance, she was shot repeatedly, and the bullets had no effect. Um, she can mentally plant suggestions in the minds of others. She possesses superhuman strength of an undefined nature and increased level of endurance. She can fly. She can become invisible, alter her appearance, and regenerate or heal others mystically. And she also has a death touch power. So when, when the Black Widow touches one of her victims on the forehead, there is a burst of flame, and they are instantly struck dead... And their soul is sent to hell. So there you go. At the same time, at she the seems same, really judgmental. Yeah, I know. At the same time, <laughs> the mark, the mark that's left is in the shape of a spider. So, um, so yeah. So Unless she's, you're immune to fire. Yeah. So she's pretty badass. The the the, the gold the golden age Black Widow is is a hell of a lot better than uh, or more powerful than than Natasha Romanoff. So, so there you go. All right, so so Gid, to catch you up, uh, Dan picked the Blazing Skull, who can uh, who can turn his flesh invisible, but not his bones. <laughs> <laughs> so so that power comes in handy yeah. on Halloween. You know, yeah, right? yeah, it's just it's just completely psychological. It, like it'll freak you out. But uh, but then uh, and then he can shoot fire. Too, hey, right? that's why he's the Flaming Skull. Bla- blazing, right. blazing skull. Blazing skull, yeah. yeah. And he's immune to fire and has superhuman strength. Come on, now you're downplaying okay. it. The, and a healing factor. And a healing. <laughs> and factor. a healing factor. I play it because you know, <laughs> I didn't pick the guy. If I picked the guy, he'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I would just root and cheer. However, my character trumps both of yours. Okay. So, uh, his name is Arcus, the original Vision. Yeah, he was another. He was another one. I, I was. So, so tell us a little bit about about the original Vision. Ah, uh, his costume was horrendous. <laughs> <laughs> can you even say Martian? By, can you even say by Martian? Man, forty standards it's, it's like what the hell were they thinking? Like, ah, uh, yeah. But um, power wise, he um he is a powerhouse. He has smoke and gas control, not of the <laughs> <flatulence> type. <laughs> he has gas control. <laughs> <laughs> he controls his flatulence, but he has control over those substances or um whatnot. Whether you know the um thickness and the and the form and how much you know, so he can hide amongst the mist. He can teleport as well anywhere on the planet Earth, as long as there's smoke. As long as there's smoke, yes. He 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 teleports through the smoke. Yes. Now, so so if he uh, oh. so if he so if Mary Jane was sitting there with her pack of cigarettes, 
<laughs> he could, and, he could, you know, or vapor. You know, it's 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 smoke, vapor, or gas. So say you know you're talking and it's cold and you're breathing and you can, yeah, there he is, right there, out of your mouth. It's gross, <laughs> but he's there. Okay. Um, there's um, he's he can't be harmed by like toxins or any dangerous atmospheres or anything. Um, da, 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 da. He has superhuman strength and ag- agility, though you have to in that outfit that he has on. Okay, <laughs> um, he's a telepath. He can project like mental images. There's some mind control in there. Um, he can cool and freeze things, which is awesome for the chick that you know likes to toss around fire and the blazing skull guy who likes fire as well. So, bam! Right there, I was in both of your minds. I got the whole fire thing locked down, okay? All right. My man can instantly cool stuff. Um, I can hypnotize people, and he has, um, you know, he can cast illusions, and he also has an astral form. Deal with that, guys. Deal with the astral form. Deal with it. You can't. It's done. Arcus wins. Fight over. My (laughs) man, ugliest costume in Marvel history, has just won. (laughs) Hands down. Just, ah. uh, well, yeah. I, I, have to, I have to say I'm proud that we ne- that neither of us picked uh, uh, the Human Torch or Namor. That was mm-hmm. that was that was good. But so yeah, I'm I'm kind of glad we we picked some some other other people. So okay, so how does this fight go down? It's we're we're in the we're uh, Gid. We are in the uh, the underground city in Montreal. So there so there's there are people around. This is a public place. So we gave Dan home field advantage over here. I mean, we did a little bit, yeah. <laughs> Threw him a bone. Gosh, just had to put the fight in Canada, didn't you? Yep, yep. <sighs> it's cold. <laughs> there you go. So I'm I'm teleporting through people's breath. As soon as you breathe, I'm there. Bam. Uh, it's I'm not cold now. underground. They've got they've got. Yes, it is cold underground. It, not in there. <laughs> It's a public place. And how do you know the heaters are working? It could be that day that the <laughs> that the guy failed to like show up, and oh man, the heat in this one area isn't working. No. Then it's a public place. Somebody's smoking, farting, breathing. I'm sorry. <laughs> He's trying. So, so you are admitting that the vision can pass through flatulence. <laughs> you are admitting that if it's cold it enough, I guess. Form of gas. It is a form of gas. I mean, let's let's just be real. It's a form of gas. Huh. Okay. All right. So I mean, if somebody's walking through and think about it, how many people are in a public place just walk by, just farting, and nobody says anything, but they smell it? It's like, oh, there's the vision. He just popped up. Mm, I mean, the bottom line is, it is a public place. I mean, I can't. I mean, the the guy can go formless here. He he can still use his strength and everything. I'm not sure what his um, view is on how much human life and collateral damage he's he's trying to um you know minimize, but. I'm just saying, your guys don't stand a chance. Hmm. Well, see, okay, here's here's the thing: Black Widow doesn't give a crap about anybody. Um, you know, she's she's pretty much, uh, 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 you know, she doesn't mind killing people, so she's not going to be. She doesn't care about the the people that are around her. She's she's possessed by a freaking demon, so uh, so she doesn't. She just doesn't care. She's gonna. Um, so here's you know so what she's actually going to do is she's going to become invisible so blazing skull and vision aren't going to be able to to see her at all um she is uh there's nothing that they can do to kill her to subdue her because she's she's basically already dead so uh so so nothing that they throw at her whether it's fire whether it's misty you know sprinkler stuff 
um, none of that none of that's going to really do much of anything to her. So, uh, and and really, what 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 she can do is uh, um, she'll she'll uh, she'll just sneak up on these guys and touch them with her death touch, and that then they're toast. She can't sneak up. He's telepathic. Oh, he's also immortal. Sorry. Oh, but guess what? You know. She oh, guess what? She has psychic powers too. Oh, that's too bad. Well, then you know how these psychics can like feel each other. It's like High- Highlander. You know, they a little tingle on the back of their there neck can and be feel only each one. other. Yeah, there can be only one. And mine, unfortunately, is going to be the one that beats yours. You think so? He's not going to let her touch um touch him. He's going to know what her power set is. Why? Because he can read her mind. Hmm. It's going to be like oh, to me, it's a wrap. Maybe not, because like I said, he's immortal. Well, so is she, so she, so is she. So well, and this is going to be one long ass fight. <laughs> <laughs> the Blazing Skull is just going to have to sit this one out. No, no, no. While you two are busy traveling through farts and communicating with the dead, <laughs> the Blazing Skull is going to clear the place out. First of all, he's going to turn invisible. Uh, semi-invisible <laughs> <laughs> and he's going to clear the place out everybody's going to be freaked out so they're going to sort of head for the hills and he's going to clear the place out now he can do he can start doing his dirty work uh, he'll start shooting flames all over the place looking for invisible black widow as soon as flames hit her invisible body he will know where she is she will scream in pain Sort of. <laughs> Wait, she's not immune to flame. She can. Well, she can spontaneously generate fire from her body. Okay. So there you go. That doesn't. That doesn't make her immune to flame. See, they made a point to point it out here that Blazing Skull is immune to fire. Okay. Yeah. Like it doesn't Johnny say Storm, that. If he fell into a volcano and could, I mean, I'm pretty sure it would hurt. He could still be burnt. <laughs> okay. I think that's what Dan is trying is trying to say. That's right. That, All right. You know, okay. she can still be burnt. Okay. You think so? I think so. Okay. So, and I'm then not sure. For I'm gonna vi- have to look at that. And then again, Vision. Well, Vision. I mean, come on. He's got a cape. <laughs> and he's got a big so you- WWF championship belt. <laughs> and a giant ass forehead. <laughs> yeah, I think he's pretty hardcore. Looking at him now, he's he's uh he's pretty actually, crazy. Actually, if I if I had to, it, you know, in my opinion, is Golden Age Vision is a better costume than current Vision. Ouch. Well, they're kind of the same, really. I mean, yeah, but you know, at least he's like Golden Age Vision is like black and red. Yeah. Yeah. Or is that? I guess it's a really dark green. I guess it's supposed to be. Is the outside of the cape yellow? Oh boy! Nah, it looks black. I know, but look at those kick-ass gloves. I mean, it's just—it's just a better costume. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it looks a little constricting, though. Since now, does it say anywhere that the Blazing Skull is immune to telepathy? Yes. Telepathy. Uh, so he is, huh? Yeah. I'm just. Well, I'm we, just. I'm just. See, I'm just editing the skeleton. Wikipedia entry right now. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Is immune to everything. <laughs> Especially Golden Age Vision and Golden Age <laughs> Black Widow. Now, even though she can be, um, like, killed, I mean, Vision doesn't have to try to kill her. He can just knock her unconscious. 
What? That's right. She can still be knocked unconscious. Right, because you said that she's immune to death, right? Like, you know, any forms because she's already been killed once, right? Right. So you can't yeah, kill her. Yeah, but that doesn't mean, right, I'm not trying to kill her, but he, but he can beat the crap out of her to where Here, she, wakes, here's the other she thing. gets beat up today and wakes up next month. Here's the other thing. She can mentally plant suggestions in the minds of others. Yeah, but so, he's a telepath. He'll be able to fight that. He'll be like, mm, nope, sorry. Not, not, no, bla- not Blazing Skull. Oh, well, and hey. Then, yeah, and then she's then she's gonna take out the vision. No, no, she'd be confused. She she'd think she'd try to communicate with him as if he was dead because he's a walking skeleton. Oh, you think so? I, actually, I she'd think... make him feel bad because he can't turn all the. <laughs> she'd be like, "Look at me! Look what I! No, you can't look at me! I'm invisible completely." <laughs> uh well, just saying she. I mean. I don't know. The immune to death thing doesn't mean she can't be harmed and like you know rendered. Yeah, um, no, that doesn't mean shit. Immune to death. Well, it says it says here in one appearance she is shot repeatedly and the bullets have no effect. So yeah, I'm but bullets are thinking... made to knock you unconscious. They're made to end your life. <laughs> <laughs> well, and none of our guys have guns, so that's irrelevant. Okay. Well, but still, she's not gonna she's not gonna take a punch and just get knocked out. Mm, she'll take several from Vision. <laughs> so and and the death touch. Yeah, is that you know burst into flame? If 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 the blazing skull can't burst into flame, then her he's immune to her death touch. She can still touch. You can still touch a skeleton. She oh, can, she can touch him, but he's he not won't burst into flame. He's not intangible. No, but he won't burst into flames. Well, uh, she's not gonna. Try to burst him in the flames. Well, her death touch is I irrelevant. Think her, well, her, no, her death touch just kills you. It no, it won't. You have to burst into flames. It yeah, but so. you can't kill an immortal. And I'm immortal, there, so I'm that sorry. Too. Yeah, your death touch is rendered useless, sir. Nah, it'll it'll knock you out. Nah, it may just give him a stomach ache. But he doesn't care. That's about it. He has a rumbling in my tummy. It'll give him gas. He can travel. She also <laughs> she also feeds upon the essence of living be- beings to maintain her existence. So so that's what happens when she touches you. She's actually sucking out your your life. She's. I knew I knew a girl like that. <laughs> <laughs> she she is sucking out your life force. So there you go. Well, like I said, I mean he can. If he freezes the environment, it's going to make it pretty hard for her to just, you know, move around, period. It's going to be cold. It's going to be freezing. It's going to she, slow she her down. She can generate heat. Is she so, going to be able to generate more heat than he can generate cold? Yes. No. Yes. Cold, no, because yes. her heat is going to have to warm up. He can just do like a cold snap in like a second, you know. Yeah, and so can she with the, with no, the heat. She just turns no. it on. Poof. Oh, I'm sorry. I think sorry. I think the cold snap. I don't think the cold power it works against either of these guys. So you're gonna have to think of something else. That's really? I'm, yeah. Because I mean, okay, your guy. Well, your she has to touch my guy. This is a this is a ranged attack. I'm letting you know that now. Your she has to get up close and personal. And you know, if that happens, he hits her. You know, a few times just gets her with his telepathic blast, or you know, freezes her at, at the same time. It's She's done. She is done. Mm. Done. D-O-N-E. 
She's, they still have to be able to find her because she's invisible and she's telepathic. She's telepathic. So she can mask. She can mask herself. And she's he also... will find the dead spot, and he'd be like, "Okay, there she is." But the blazing skull already lit her on fire. She's got to be wearing clothes. She can regenerate right? and she can heal others mystically. That's fine, but she can't sew a new outfit if it's on fire. <laughs> well, she'll do it naked. She doesn't care. She doesn't give a crap about anything. So she'll be on fire. There will be a trail of smoke. Ah, and there's smoke, which will allow me to teleport. Yes, again. So thank you, two guys, for giving me another vehicle to teleport. Well, and all she all she does then is then she teleports you to hell and leaves your ass there. She can't. Remember, we can't remove an opponent from the environment. Sure, we can. We didn't say that about this about this season. <laughs> oh, oh, now you're making shit up. Not doing that. Then, <laughs> if if he makes it cold enough. What ha- what happens then? You got to speak. There's a vapor coming out your mouth, and here I am, vision popping in and out, bam, bam, bam. <laughs> There's no way you'd be able to catch the vision. There's no way you can stop him. You can only hope to contain him. Only hope. Yeah. So I mean, I I even think you're gonna go go ahead and vote for vision. On, you, you think on I the- am? Yeah, yeah. I think, you are. <laughs> I think like that convinced right now, and anybody listening, you should be convinced as well. Vision has this one hands down. All right. I mean, you can pick the skeleton boy. I can make my flesh disappear. <laughs> He's like Glob Herman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the inspiration for Glob Herman. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Good stuff. Yeah, but look at my costume. It's so much cooler. <laughs> it is cool. It is. It is, it cool. is. You definitely You're win in that regard. Definitely. Yeah. He is cool. I mean, he is. he's the forerunner for Ghost Rider. I mean, you know? So, anyway. All right. So, that's, that's, that's pretty much all we got there. Um, so you can go to comicattack.former.com and you can go and there's a post in the forum for this episode and you can go and vote on who you think would win between the Golden Age Black Widow, the Golden Age Vision, and the Golden Age Black uh, Blazing Skull. Sorry. Well, the only person that wins is Golden Age Vision. I'm sorry. Well, that's what you think. So that's what I know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so since we, since we're, it's looking like we're not going to have a show next week. We don't know yet what what next week, what next episode will hold. So, uh, so that's pretty much it. So, uh, so that wraps up the show. So, thanks to everybody. Thanks to you guys for being here. Uh, thanks to our listeners out there for humoring us here at Contest of Champions by listening to the show. Feel free to tell us what you think about the show by following us on any of the social media platforms floating around out there. Follow us on Twitter at COC Podcast. Like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash COC Podcast. And join us on the Comic Attack forums by going to comicattack.former.com. Or comment on the post for this episode on comicattack.net. And, uh, and listeners, if you're Golden Age specialists uh, or experts, please, we want to hear from you. Yeah, it's too, really too bad that Tom's not here because I have a feeling yes. he would have he would have really enjoyed this one. So. I'm actually breathing a sigh of relief because I think Tom would have like pulled <laughs> something that none of us know about and just got the ultimate character pick. Yeah. And I just would have had to just sit here and say, I'm going to vote for Tom's character. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. But did you guys have any second picks? Uh, I had looked at uh, this guy named the Black Marvel, who mm-hmm. who was uh, a guy who wrestled like he swam faster than a salmon, and he ran faster than a deer, and then he he <laughs> then he fought a bear and he broke the bear's neck. 
And I thought that was kind of cool. But but in the end, he doesn't have really any other powers except for just, you know. I, I kind of looked at, you know, I was, and then I changed my mind, you know, because we could have picked Namor. We could have picked the mm-hmm. Human Torch. We could have picked Cap. But that would have been boring because they're always picked. Yeah. Yeah. They're always picked. So I was like, eh, nah. And then I thought, um, I actually thought the Phantom Rider was around then, but then I, I, I realized he came around way, way too late. I figured because he was a Western-based character in the Ghost Rider line that he would be cool, but he came around um, in the 70s from what I saw. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think Namor just would have been just, uh... yeah. Yeah. My, my my second pick would have been uh, Makari of the Eternals. Ooh. Yeah, like, I didn't realize that he was a Golden Age character. I yeah. mean, I, I did see that when I was looking the, looking up the list, but... uh. Yeah, they're... but it seemed lame. Like you try, I, I was, I was having a hard time getting a hold of like exactly what his power set was. He just seems like an immortal Flash, right? To me, right. he doesn't have all the usual powers of an Eternal. So I was like, eh. yeah, yeah. The Bla- Blazing Skull's costume is better. You know who I liked? <laughs> the the Phantom Reporter. I did not see that one. Yes. Are you yeah, serious? It's in there. The Phantom Reporter. <sighs> Able to get the scoop before any other, <laughs> any other journalist. <laughs> yeah, he's basically he's just a guy. He's just he's just a dude with a mask. I mean, he's very much like the stranger or the or the or the phantom stranger. I mean, kind of that look, you know. And doesn't he Not still the stranger, work at the but the question. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. But there there are so many kind of crazy uh, guys out there. Crazy, crazy. Um, but yet, Marvel just just limits us to the same thirty characters every month. Well, but see, but I mean, honestly, when you look at some of these folks, I mean, they are direct ripoffs of of other like DC mm-hmm. characters and things like that. Yeah. So, well, DC and Marvel did that to each other back in the day, but you can still update a character, put a twist on, it, and give us somebody else to read about. Well, that's true. Right. Did you read about uh, Marvel uh, Marvel Boy Robert Bob Grayson? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've <laughs> known about him. Yeah, and for a while he was one of his aliases was the Great Grayson, while he was a circus performer. <laughs> yeah, and I exactly. think they kind of like did that to like dig at each at each other. Yeah, yeah, and and you know the other thing about the gold the Golden Age Marvel is that there were a lot of of like strong female characters. Mm-hmm. Back then, much so, much much more than the Silver Age. Like, um, I mean, you had the Blonde Phantom, you had Miss Fury, um, Black Widow. Um, there, I mean, there's just a, there were a ton of of Miss America. There was all you know, all of these really awesome uh, female characters. Well, that's what motivated the troops back in the First World War, right? Exactly, right. Pin pin up girls, and you know that's that's what the guys wanted to see. So yeah, yeah. Exactly, Sun Girl. Yeah, yeah. There, there were a lot of them, and I didn't know this, but there was, a, there was also there was a uh, a stretchy character named the Thin Man, who was who was a precursor to. I mean, he was he was created before Plastic Man or Mister Fantastic. So, um, and Jack Frost, a yeah. precursor to Iceman. Yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah. So anyway, there are a lot of really <laughs> cool characters out there. Cool Golden Age character. So, um, so yeah. So you can go and check out all the stuff that we do. Uh, the three of us, in fact, do a column on ComicAttack.net called "The Uncanny X Piles," uh, where we review the week's 
uh, worth of X-Men books. So you can go check that out. There's all other kinds of stuff that's on Comic Attack that you can go and, and read and, and check out. Um, uh, the Tales from the Water Cooler celebrated their 100th episode, which is exciting. <laughs> That's really exciting, and uh, yes, oh yeah, and Aaron died. Oh, and oh yeah, and Aaron died, which was a little bit sad and a little bit uh, anticlimactic. But um, we but lost our, we lost our southern sensation. The yes. Cooler has no more sensation. No more sensation. But we do have some congratulations to to offer as uh, as there is a new cast member to the Water Cooler, and that is yes. our, our very own. Dan Brienne, Spider-Man geek, is going to be our, the the, our, the new our morning third. period lasted all of maybe two hours, maybe. Yeah, and yeah. we quickly got another mem- member in, kind of like Destiny's Child. Well, but you can never, tru- <laughs> you can never, <laughs> you can never truly replace the Southern Sensation. But no, nobody go. can. But uh, I hope nobody's going to ask me to sing. Oh, that would be awesome! Spider-Man geek is coming in your face. Wait a second. That, that was pretty good. That was pretty well, you, good. You didn't read the fine print of the contract, sir? <laughs> After the show. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. See, now we're sure they were going to off the black guy. Okay, I, was, I, was, I was nervous there because, you know, we are the ones that go first. Hey, not not in uh, Tucker and Dale. Which is a great movie. If you've not seen Tucker and Dale, people, watch it. Don't be like me and wait and just think it's going to be crap. That movie is hilarious. Yeah, uh, Tucker and Dale. Great movie. Yeah, it was, it was really good. So, anyway. Um, you can also check us out at comicrelated.com and their forums as well. Um, or you can just go the old-fashioned route and just email us. You can email me at uh, jeff at comicattack.net, spidermangeek at comicattack.net, or infinitespeech at comicattack.net as well. Well, hold on. If you're emailing me, I only take the hate mail. So if you have anything negative to say, send it my way. Send it to him. I'm that's, that guy. That's great. See, that's wonderful. Cause, yeah, I cause, get all the hate mail. Because what he does is that then he pesters you back. and <laughs> like, No, I don't yeah. pester. Yeah. However, I do use it for comedy fodder at a later point in time. <laughs> That's true. That's good. So uh, so we typically uh, record uh, on, on Sunday nights, and the show is available for download on iTunes, uh, usually by either Monday night or Tuesday. So... Um, but if you could uh, leave us a review on iTunes, that'd be fantastic, and uh, give us a little shout. We'll give you a little shout out on the show if you do that. And um, so, anyway, special thanks again goes out to you guys for being here tonight. Took the time out of your busy schedules to be with us. It's and, fun. Uh, yeah, As usual. It is always fun. And so, uh, so from from uh, my my good friend Cape Killer, who is you know still tending his bear wounds, and uh, and for myself and and. Uh, Dan and, and Speech, we uh, wish everybody a great week, and we hope to see you soon, uh, whenever it is that we see you next. So have a good uh, extended period of time before we see you again. And remember, kids, buy some bonds and help me sock old Hitler in the jaw. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's get ready to uh-huh. rumble! That's good. Yes.